Aloha mai kako, aloha, welcome to Mana Bombs Podcast Power by Pomahina Designs. It's me, Kanoilani Davis. And me, Kulani Jeremiah Wang. Aloha kako. Aloha, today's daily Mana Bomb is, it's on you to get you where you need to be. The focus, narcissist. Engagement, being in a narcissistic relationship can take its toll on a person mentally and emotionally. Gaslighting really makes a person feel like they're in a third dimension. What do you do? <laughs> Ooh, I like that last part. Gaslighting really makes a person feel like they're in a third dimension. Oh, girl. That is freaking real. That is real. But <laughs> let's look at what you wrote. Kako, mahalo nui for joining us each and every time we drop a mana bomb. This particular mana bomb was dropped on a Monday. We dropped a bomb on you. Woo! This was a journal insert. From a year ago. And what it says is... 2017. Yo! Whoa! Five years ago. Five years ago. It was one year into the relationship. Holy rat balls. Day one, again, to getting to be a healthier me inside and out. Mind, emotion, physical, and spiritual. Back to exercise. Back to clearing. Back to eating right. I'm the heaviest I've ever been excluding being hapai, which is pregnant. I think I lost my worth and gave in to indulging because I didn't think I was anything anyway. I was reminded of a traumatic past that I was reliving in this day. I've watched myself age and deteriorate. My emotions weakened as well as my confidence. I started to believe what I was called again, fat, ugly, stupid. I started to remember how it affected me growing up. But I also remembered how I pulled through those times. This is the biggest part I forgot, and it will get me through this stage again. <sighs> I thought I was going to cry, like, reading that. Um, but I, I recognize I can finally look back and use it as a stepping stone. So That's amazing. I'm a little teary right here because, you know, I, this is me reading this for the first time. Um, being in the space is different to actually being the person in that realm of the narcissist. So, wow. You also talk about healing. So you say healing, trust and safety is important in times of healing. I imagine being in a hospital bed, not being able to move, dependent on machines and people to get to a better place. In order for you to heal, you have to let go, feel safe, trust, trust that the machine won't fail or the people around won't quote-unquote, accidentally pull the plug, that they are there unconditionally and won't hang it over your head as if you owe them your life. I feel the same for all aspects of healing, whether physical, mental, emotional. When given the opportunity to heal or be healed, that is pono. Wow, sis. I read it this morning and I was like, yo, we got to put this in today. It's really important for, for people to understand that there are narcissists everywhere. And a lot of them, like we we mentioned in the past podcast, they don't realize they're narcissists or they know that they are, but they're living their best life as one. And oh my gosh. Now I remember having to sit and support while you're gauging yourself. Like, and I'm like, 
that's not what I see as a support system, learning how to just listen, let you try and process through the whole thing as your, your bouncy ball wall, whatever. I remember being in that space for you. And I see the difference where back then it was really hard for you to process through it. Now, I feel like you just grab it by the balls and you look at it, you figure it out and you run right through it. You step, not just over the stepping stone, but over all the bullshit. And so quickly, because... Man, that was a lot of practice you had. <laughs> that was a lot of practice you had. I'd like to think it was my training grounds in understanding that world because so that insert was post it came up actually it came up on a Facebook memory, which I love. I kind of love. I also kind of hate. <laughs> As a yeah. Yes. Um, but it came up from 2017 when I posted it. So that's one year after being in the relationship. Mind you, I was in this relationship for about six years, right? Yes. So it had its moments. Oh man, I knew right on I was deteriorating. Like I, I didn't understand it, but I knew it was happening. And I knew that things that I was encountering in this relationship, I had never, ever, ever, ever encountered in any other relationship. Like I couldn't see a man treating a woman like that because I was never around that. I never seen that. I never knew it existed. When it started happening to me, I did my best to understand him from his point of view and his traumas and his triggers and his, you know, shitty relationships with his exes. I wanted to empathize with that and then remind him of his worth because you could see that there was zero worth in himself and those who were in the relationship with him never had worth for him either. I mean, he was like, I mean, being in an open relationship, I, I could understand like if everybody was in agreement, but I mean, after a while when you're not chosen first and many others are like, you could sit there and say you have confidence, but honestly, that stuff takes a toll on you. And I mean, then balancing kids and then you don't know when one is going and when one is coming back, like it was already toxic and unhealthy. So I wanted to like stick around to, to help. But see, okay, so this is what I'm learning is narcissists love people like that. They love people. They feed off of that mana. And so I had to learn it from the inside out. And I'm glad that I did in a sense and survived it and got through it sooner than later. It could have been even more sooner because now I can understand where others are going through and help in those ways as well because I've had that experience. But yeah, I mean, the gaslighting is real. Uh, the narcissism is real. Um, to this day, I still have to deal with, with that. And, you know, narcissists won't take accountability, um, but they'll find ways in making themselves look good in the public eye. And that's part of gaslighting. And they seem to go hand in hand together. Uh, but it's really interesting to witness gaslighting when you're finally clean and healthy and out of the toxicity. Like looking into the toxicity is clear like this is toxic but when you're in it it's confusing it really is like somebody you love will do this to you you know yeah yeah i think this is just you know one one example of the many things that you've had to deal with over the years and it's amazing to see how much stronger you are now as a result of learning from the inside out and a lot of the times you share so much of your life with us you know, and I'm I'm appreciative of that because as a as a woman who's learning about relationships and trying to understand my own situations, having somebody who already experienced it share with you as a friend, a support, and a mentor makes it easier for you to spot. 
if you're paying attention. And yeah, this last relationship for me was very much like that. I'm looking and I'm like, this seems so familiar. Like, what the heck? Let me go ask my girl. I'm like, sis, what's going on? And you're like, reflex, reflex. Yeah, reflex. like there was so many things that he was doing that I was like, oh my gosh, it's him. It's it's, it's this person. I'm going to say this person as in my ex. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like all his red, like all the things he was, I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, it, that is exactly the same. Like they like yeah. it's in the same playing book. It's oh my tricky. gosh. Yeah, it was funny. You were like, Oh my gosh, this is the same train, sis. Get off the train and, you know, do what you got to do, sis. But really, and then you turn around and you said, but sis, this is your decisions. You know, you make it all. This is up to you to decide where you're going to go with all of this information now. And I think that's where I really, really appreciated that because that helped me to grow. Because then it was like, all right, girl, you got all this information. You see red, like bloody red on one side and you're like everybody else on the other. There's got to be some like, fucked upness on that side you know it's like what's going on if everybody else is saying one thing but this one person is saying the other we revert back to sesame street when they're like one of these things is doing their own thing (laughs) you know go right back to where we learned all our stuff at sesame street where they tell you you know something was off i think that's what you did for me i was able to hop out much quicker you know we know that and we cracked up about that because you know we had the same numbers six but then the duration period, right? Months versus years. Whoo, that's a big, 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 big gap. So I want to thank you for sharing your story, for allowing us to learn from the things that you had to go through that were super tough. And thank you also for allowing me to be that support system for you at whatever capacity you needed and I could afford. Because what I learned is empathy. I mean, I don't know. At one point, somebody was trying to tell me that I wasn't empathetic. And I was like, Come on now, what? <laughs> All my friends are saying, girl, you you know, you got this. You Empathy is you. And I'm like, you the one person who's supposed to be nearest and dearest. Oh and you telling me opposite. That, you know, you, that is so real. I think you just triggered that in me, like remembering, remembering the same exact scenario of being told I wasn't all these things when all my friends were like, you are these things. And it was like, but like you just said, it's somebody you love. You're dedicating, you're committing yourself to it. And then you want to have security with and safety with. And like, it makes, right? Doesn't it make zero sense? Like, zero. Like that? negative zero sense. Like what the fuck? Especially, you're supposed to be this. <laughs> right. Especially when you've come from a relationship where honoring security, safety was a thing. Oh my gosh. Yep. And a thing. It was like honorable. Yeah. And and so you and I both came from very specific places like that. So when we experienced these weird specific places, like, honestly, just didn't make zero sense. I would love to have put them in a room full of very honorable men to have these conversations and hope those honorable men show them what it's like to be an honorable person. But I highly doubt they would even walk into the spaces or absorb it in a way that they should. Because he and I were in therapy together lying to the therapist therapist was calling things out behind closed doors but normally she gotta be like mm-hmm. uh-huh. she was telling me she was calling things out left and right and she was on and you could just see him just like lie through his teeth throughout the whole thing it was so interesting yeah but it doesn't matter they gotta want it or they gotta recognize they are it before they can oh, fix yeah. it but at the end of the day to be honest your misery is your misery you want to be like that like be none of my business go be yeah. like that I'm go sorry. 
Bye. 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 Sorry for all the people in play, but yep. But one thing you did teach me in that in that very particular incident is that when I looked at the people who love me that are my friends, my intimate circle, and I was looking at him and I knew, and that's what made me realize, yo, because these people know me left, right, as is, and they love me unconditionally, like you should be dumbass. So if you're doing opposite them, I already know you're not the one. You're not the one. You're not the one. And that's why, and you know, it took me a little while to grasp it because it was good conversation. The stories were great, but in the end, when I looked at it, my friends and my intimate circle, they held me down. And even though I was in this predicament where I'm thinking, ooh, this is all all butterflies and freaking rainbows, they were like, sis, you know it's not right. But I was like, yeah, that's okay. Let it be for a little while. They let me go. Y'all let me go. Y'all let me do it. Y'all let me find it. Y'all let me realize it all on my own. I think that's what made me stronger and and super appreciative of the fact that I knew you guys are all clocking it, but (laughs) y'all weren't clocking me. Thank you. (laughs) I want to point out one of the red flags for other people. Hopefully they can recognize and you can expound upon this too. But what I recognized was Kulani hadn't been in an actual relationship since the passing of her husband uh, years and years ago but she was also looking for love but she was out there she put herself out there she was looking for love and so when she found this man he understood that I think he sensed it because then he offered a full future he offered marriage he offered um let's plan this marriage within like bro I think it was like I don't know it was a small amount of time like yeah like two three months months. Yeah. yeah And and you were about it. You were about looking at engagement rings. You were already planning it. You were already looking at like colors and dresses and who was this and this and that and that. It got you because he knew quickly what you needed to have him stay, but he never showed a ring. And when I called him out, he didn't like it. I was done with that conversation forever. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to expand on that, but that is a red flag. We have to recognize that Super. for some, it may work if everybody was in love and they're like a thing. But we have to also be aware of both sides, like whether it works or it doesn't work. Like if you're not paying attention and you're just jumping yeah. in, like that could have been a that could have been a lifer, girl. Oh, I know. I <laughs> Although know. he wasn't divorced yet, so it wouldn't have been that right much. because we didn't know that there was a second marriage. Know, he was married. Oh, that was messed up. But anyways, okay, we're not gonna go there. Yeah, can you kind of share that experience because that might help somebody else too? Yeah, absolutely. I think that. When I walked into it, that's what I saw. And you're right. He knew what to say. He knew how to present it so that it was appealing enough that I would I would totally catch the bait. And I'd be like, yeah, let me get that. Because I felt I was in that space. What got me, which is really funny, was that conversation that you had when you called his ass out during breakfast. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was uncomfortable for him because you was coming. And you was like, with the machete, like, yeah. Yeah, come on. Machete facing him, like, come on, fucker. Tell me what you're trying to say. What you're but trying I asked to say. nicely. I spoke. You did, nicely, you did. But you had that machete in your knife in your hand, girl. You had that machete in your hand, ready to slice. It was funny because and it was a simple question, Kako. One simple question. And the question was, Oh my god, how do I word it? How did you word it? Because I, I, I know it was I, like, I, What are your intentions for my sister? Like, what are your true intentions? And he tripped out and he he was like 
he was trying to backpedal. He was trying to stop talking. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm looking at him like, yeah, that was his answer. An answer. His answer was, don't worry about it. Mind you, I'm the bestie, right? Yeah. She doesn't have the parents that he's got. She's he's got to go through, right? And he hadn't even met the brothers that he had to go through. Yeah. So who's next in line? Yo, the best. You gotta go to me <laughs> for your approval. Like it just doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? We're still old school, and we, yep. you know, and we gotta look out for each other, and we have to have the approval of very intimate and close friends, and intimate in the way like we're besties and like we know each other. And we're gonna this is right or die. Right. So <laughs> for her partner, disrespect me, which is actually really disrespecting her. Yeah. Already was it. Oh, and yeah. I didn't ask Roth. I just was like, oh, so, you know, like, what's your intentions? Because because he hadn't proposed. He hadn't even given her a ring, but they're planning a wedding, like yep. deep, deep planning a wedding. And I'm like, so are you going to propose? And his answer was, I, what did he I say? don't have to explain anything to you. I was like. The fuck you do? What are you talking about? Yeah. We had a whole and we had a whole conversation after you left. He was all he was all perturbed, and I was like, "Why are you angry? Because you ain't got shit to say." Like that's my best friend, and we had this. And I was like, "Yo, if you get in with her, our life is gonna be difficult." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "That's my best friend. I talk to her on the daily, almost. Like if you." cannot get in with her if she is a no-go with you this a no-go and he kind of was like stepping back and he's like well you know i don't do that and then he started to backpedal he's like well i thought she was asking me about the proposal and i didn't want to spoil it i'm like dude this is a story right here and i'm just thinking this is a story right here you lying because you don't know what to say because you fucking Oh man, all this swearing, Kulan. I know, shit, it's all happening. Just let it go, girl. Just let it happen. But you know, like you, he was out there trying, trying, and trying. And when I called it, and mind you, our flare ups were never big and loud, they were just very intense. When I finally decided to do my due diligence, look one more time at the records that you can find publicly on ho'ohiki.org. Yeah, that's Kako. Go check it, go check it, go. And um, when I decided to do my due diligence and I realized, hmm, it's the same person. Hmm, it's the same name. Huh, I thought that was a girlfriend, but no, that's a wife. Yep. We he was married. And the wife was the one who filed the divorce in October. Mind you, we were dating from June. Yep. Say what? Say what? <laughs> Holy Say moly. Yeah. what? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, Kako, what, what all of this is telling you is be smart in your selection. Be honest with, yeah, first with your... <laughs> yeah, first. Hohiki.gov, Kako. Check it out. Check it check out. It they so really got a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Divorces, claim, all kinds, small claims court. It's all out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Plug them in by the name. Last name, yeah. first name. There you go. You're going to find me with a TRO, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. In the end, Kako, what it is is I was able to avoid having to spend the rest of my life with a narcissist because my immediate circle, my friends, my people, my best friend was looking out for me. She was able to share because of past experiences that she had. You know, it was it was a crazy reality for those that period of time for me. And I can't imagine. I mean, I can because I was witnessing it from the outside, but I can't imagine six years 
of having to go through that versus the six months because my six months are pretty crazy when you think about it and you know she comes out so much stronger she comes out so much more focused you know she is such a great person to learn from to sit by to just kind of hang, be in the same space and I just always have to remind her you know she's a great person with great character with I mean gosh beauty exudes from this bish I can call it that like because it. you know <laughs> <laughs> her her no, 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 I got into an accident, like a small accident. It's not that kind of accident, but a different kind of accident. And then she left my face swollen. But that's okay. We, she kept going. She kept walking around the world like her face wasn't swollen. <laughs> like, ain't nobody business. <laughs> I don't care. We can keep going, okay? Yeah. And so let me tell you guys, go get yourself a best friend like I got. Because if you can get a best friend like me, you're going to be all right in the world. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. She would have had to go through some things. Honestly, I, I do appreciate you. And there was so much. Six years. When you're in a space where it's six years of this BS, you almost feel bad talking to your friends about it over and over and over and over again. So you end up stopping and sh- you stop sharing because you sound like a broken record. In and out, in and out. Same thing. Over and over, over and over. And like, it's almost like if the person on the outside and I, you are very patient, but like, you're just waiting, like, are you going to get it? Are you going to get it now? Are you gonna get it? It's like throwing a ball <laughs> and like missing it every single time. <laughs> like, that was our guy friends, though, remember? That was our guy friends. They oh were like, God. sis, I love you, but I can't because I want to oh I wanna F this MF or up. I had a and- lot of ultimatums from my dude friends. Yeah. Holy smokes. I had a lot of ultimatums. They were like, if you're going to be with you and I, we cannot, I cannot. And they cut me off. Like they did. And it sucked. And it was like, but I chose him over my friends. And then I had friends, even Wahine friends too, who are the same. And it was just really hard. And it was like, I lost a lot. I didn't lose friends, but I lost an ear. You know, I lost a support system. Yeah. Um, even here, you know, every time he would kick me out of the house and I got to go fill up trailer full of stuff to take home, like, you know, there were certain people that helped get me out of those situations. Eventually, they were too were like, I know, if you go back, I, I cannot help you. And they were just trying to tell me. Without stop. telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. So, you know, you don't listen. You don't. You're like, no, we got this. It's going to be, a, you know, you want to think of, you want to think the best of somebody, you know. Uh, either way, you know, I, I do appreciate you sticking it through with me. I mean, there are more moments too. I'm sure you were just kind of like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. You know, there were moments I looked forward to a kick in the ass because uh, I need those, you know? Yeah. So thank you for being that. There's so much other than the fact that you're a patient, supportive friend. That is probably the most bye-bye part of the relationship is you're patient and you are also supportive. Uh, supportive in a sense of like there were days you were like yeah yeah, yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. and then there were days like oh I think you could have done that better I think you could have done it better than that maybe you should think yeah. about what you just said like maybe like checking me and that bro those are the days I appreciate the most because I process things constantly and I do reflect on myself like what did I do wrong what could I have done better you were that other voice but you were a fabulous conscience so um thank you for that uh, but I do want to put out also, too, if you don't have that friend, like if your world feels super lonely, like if you don't have somebody as supportive to like check you or even to like listen or even to understand you, 
feel free to contact one of us. Um, yes, please. Uh, we are here for anybody who needs it that doesn't have that support system. Uh, we will check you, uh, but we also will listen. We will listen. And and really, it's. I know it sounds like rough, but like, honestly, it's in the most gentle and aloha way. It always sounds rough to somebody you're calling out, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the most graceful way, like, you know, what are your intentions? And to that person, it sounds like I'm like beating them with the freaking horse. <laughs> because when it comes to like having truth be revealed, it is a hard place to be, especially Ooh, yeah. if you're lying all the damn time. So they're going to resist. Yeah. So like, just, just know that you have people if you need somebody. Yep. Call me if you need a friend. Oh, give it up. That's lean on me. That's the end. Okay. That's the end. <laughs> Please, Kako, please, if you feel like you need someone to speak to, let us know. DM us at Manabombs uh, LLC on Instagram. Reach out through DMs at Kulans.Manabombs. Pomahina Designs, you got over there for us too. And um, email us, Podcast at gmail.com. However you can uh, reach us. We are definitely here for you whenever you need us. You got it. All right, folks. Well, sending aloha to all those who are going through some things right now. You're not alone and you're not crazy. You are not crazy. What you're feeling is real. And don't let anybody ever take that away from you. They will hide it. Narcissists will make themselves look good in public. They are willing to not take accountability. They know what they're doing. They're willing to be the person that they are. They don't really care for you, but they will sweeten the pot by giving you all this sugar. Don't fall for it. You're better than that. You know the pattern. Believe in yourself and the things that you have gone through and know that they're real. All right. Signing off from the island of Molokai, it's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. For following you folks for always joining us, it's your girl, Kulani Jeremiah Wong. Ahui ho, Kako. Aloha. Aloha.